Hello, thank you for joining me. This is Dr. BJ Roca, the founder of Cairo Union, and this is the Cairo Union Podcast. All right, so I wanted to continue on with the marketing theme. There's a couple more principles that I thought of after the fact that uh, don't necessarily apply to the data we were discussing in the last episode, but in general are just good principles of marketing, especially as they apply to the doctor of chiropractic. So another one one thing that people will hear a lot, you'll see a lot, is repeated a lot, is ABC, always be closing. It was made popular by Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin was a sales manager. And always be closing, ABC, is a principle, and it can be interpreted in a number of different ways, but truly what it means is that any form of marketing, any form of sales, you have to have a call to action or you have to have an offer. If you don't have any of those, if you don't have an offer or a call to action, you're not doing marketing, you're not doing sales. So don't forget to include a call to action or an offer. You always have to include that. You always have to include some means for people to identify you or communicate with you in order to show up at your location. You have a location, so you need people to go to your location, so you need to Communicate either your phone number or your location so that people can find you and get in contact with you. And you should always have some type of call to action or an offer. A call to action could be get adjusted, get checked today, call today. A call to action. The offer. What is it that you're offering? You have to make some type of offer. Obviously, you're offering chiropractic care. And you want them to get checked as soon as possible or within a limited amount of time or while supplies last. You know, all these things are calls to action. And a call to action, if you can, you want to f- try to create some sense of urgency, some sense of, I should respond to this marketing now. You need to create some sense of urgency with your marketing because people are most likely to respond to it immediately. The, the longer it's been since they were exposed, the longer it was since they had received a card or they had received a flyer or they saw the ad or saw the post or saw the marketing, whatever the marketing was the less likely they are to act upon it. So you want to encourage them to act upon their initial in- instinct. If their initial instinct is to respond and to act, you want to encourage that behavior because that's when they're most likely to actually respond or act. The longer, the more time that passes after the marketing or they've been exposed to the marketing or they've been impressed by your marketing or your marketing's made an impression upon them, the less, light, the less impactful it is. It's most impactful right away. So usually you want to build a sense of urgency in order to get people to respond as soon as possible. Always be closing, ABC. But that means making some kind of offer. It doesn't mean pressuring people. It means you're not making a sale if you're not asking somebody to buy something. You're not making, you're not doing marketing if you're not asking somebody to do something or to act. With rare exception, chiropractors are brick and mortar locations and they are a service. Even if you offer some ancillary things, they're typically service driven. Even if it's a product like these nutrition people and ideal protein and ketosis and probiotics and supplements, they're a product, but they're associated with a service where they have to come to you to get that product. So it's always a location-driven marketing, meaning the most significant thing that you're trying to convey in your message is the location. That's why location is so important when you're deciding where to open your practice. Being easy to find, being centrally located, those are all important factors in choosing your location. Obviously, you're going to have your own brand. Every chiropractor is their own brand. Very rarely have I been to 
one chiropractor and experienced something very similar at a different chiropractic office. Every chiropractic office is diverse. That's not going to change. But don't worry about making any type of branding effort in your promotions or marketing. Worry about identifying yourself. Worry about making people aware of what your location is. If you're going to brand, if anything, you need to inform people about chiropractic. Not about you as a chiropractor, but chiropractic in more general terms. Most people do not know what doctors of chiropractic do or do not fully understand what doctors of chiropractic do. They don't know what to expect when they come into a chiropractic office. And so you want to be as inclusive as possible. You want as broad of an audience as possible. This is how you'll get a higher return on investment. This is how you'll make your marketing more effective. Play the numbers game. If you identify yourself as being a specialist in a particular type of chiropractic, meaning, let's say, sports. I'm a sports chiropractor. Well, there's an awful lot of people like seniors or uh, others that aren't going to see themselves as an athlete. They're not going, they're going to see that you're a sports chiropractor or an athletic chiropractor. Well, that's not, they're not going to come see you. If you're doing marketing, that means you're spending money to get new patients, which you should only be doing for a relatively short period of time. You should build up enough patients to where you have enough referrals and you have enough people that are coming on a regular basis that you don't need to do any marketing or that marketing is not no longer effective because you're busy. For anybody that's offering a service at a location where people need to go to that location, such as a bank or a restaurant or dry cleaners or a chiropractor. you got to identify where you are. In terms that most everybody will know, especially if they're from the area, will be able to understand. Another principle that I wanted to expound upon was the never badmouth anyone that I had mentioned in the previous episode. That That boils down to a more fundamental principle in that you should always stand for something, particularly in your marketing or even in your practice management, you should always have a positive message. You should always stand for something rather than against something. You don't want to be anti-medicine. You want to be pro-chiropractic. You don't want to st- you don't want to be anti-anything. There's many. All- it, this is a big problem with the opioids right now. Like the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress doesn't actually stand for chiropractic. They stand against opioids, along with all the other flaws and problems with that particular organization. But that is the result of a person that has no education and no experience in developing a marketing program being put in charge of developing and implementing a national marketing program. It's the path of least resistance. It may seem logical that opioids are an alternative treatment for back and neck pain or pain symptoms and that opioids are bad and that by standing up against opioids or being anti-opioids or you're somehow benefiting yourself, but you're not. <laughs> you're benefiting any alternative to the opioid. And you're also offending anybody that is pro-opioid. Or you're getting into some kind of divisive argument that has nothing to do with chiropractic and has nothing to do with you or your office or helping people. You can say things and you can be, you know, you can just as easily be drug-free, safe and effective, without bad-mouthing medicine. You can say things like 93% patient satisfaction which is true, and you can verify that with a study. There's, I've seen studies that are higher. I've seen studies as high as 97% patient satisfaction. You can say patients report improved sleep, decreased stress. Chiropractic's been proven to decrease blood pressure. Right? You're not saying don't take blood pressure medicine. You're saying chiropractic has been proven to help people reduce their systemic blood pressure. There's a difference. You're standing for something rather than against something. The more direct and boldly positive chiropractic it is, the more effective it will be, particularly at increasing the utilization of chiropractic care and getting people into your office under care, much more so than being anti-anything. Whenever you're creating any kind of marketing, 
at least an if it's going to be in the print media. I call it the Z principle. If you're looking at an ad and the best way to describe this would be a newspaper ad or a display ad or even a website, the most important piece of real estate in that ad is going to be from the left to the right at the very top of the ad. When someone's going to look at it, the first thing they're going to likely do, their eyes are going to track from the top left to the top right. Then their eyes will normally track from the top right to the bottom left. So the middle of the ad is typically being seen for the first time in its first glance from the top right to the bottom left. Then it's the second most important piece of real estate is from the bottom left to the bottom right. And then your cream filling, the content of your ad is in the middle. If they like or they want any information about the top or the bottom, they'll take the time to go back and read from left to right or observe what's in the middle of the ad. Even when you create ads on Facebook or in Google or these other things, you fill out a headline, right? Which the headline is very top from left to right. And then they typically will put contact information or they'll put critical information, call to action at the bottom and from left to right, meaning that the click is usually going to be found in the bottom right side that's the way the normal the eye will track or gaze at it initially and that's where you have to get their attention so sometimes so if obviously you're going to want to have chiropractic in the top so that they know they're looking at a chiropractic ad if they're not particularly into chiropractic you may lose them right there but if they have any interest they'll continue to look at that ad where is this place how do i get a hold of these people what are they offering and you have to answer questions but typically in the f formula that i follow and i've proven to me to be the most successful is to identify who I am immediately at the top. In the middle is where I put my offer or call to action. And at the bottom is how I put the response. How do I want them to reply? And just like creating any other type of content, whether it's a book report or a research article, you want to answer the basic questions. Who, what, how, why, where, what do you want, your offer, ABC, always be closing. That doesn't mean always be pressuring somebody into something they don't want. It means that don't forget to make your offer. Don't forget why you're actually making marketing. Don't forget the purpose of the ad. Is you need to make an offer. You need to have a call to action. It's also important to include a sense of urgency. And you usually want to do that with your call to action. Call now. Schedule today. Get adjusted today. Feel better now. Something that inspires a sense of urgency and a reason to act. That's why holidays are particularly good. Because it's an automatic or natural deadline. Birthdays. Things like that. The four P's of marketing is another general basic principle of marketing. First P is product, which in this case is a service. We don't, chiropractic is strictly a service. Even if you offer products, you offer them via a service. So you're strictly a service business, even if you happen to, which may or may not be associated with products. But regardless, chiropractic is a service business and should be marketed as a service. It still applies. These principles still apply. The second one is place. This is the second most important thing. Where... Is this service available? Where can I find it? Where do I have to go to get it? What do I have to do to get it? Price. You want to have an offer, and that offer should include a price. Now, that can be a challenge, and you should know what kind of offers you can make in writing, but you should have some type of offer, and it should include the total out-of-pocket expense for the patient or for the consumer that uses or takes advantage of that marketing. Don't bait and switch. It's real easy to bait and switch. Don't take the easy way. Don't spam people and don't bait and switch. Don't be dishonest. You put out a piece of marketing that says $20. When someone shows up and they're getting ready to pay their bill, it should be $20. Give them an idea of what to expect and then meet that expectation, especially on the first visit. It's critical. 
That's the place and the price. And the last is a promotion. You have to keep those in mind whenever you do anything and you'll be all right. Identify what you do and what your offer is. That's how you will create effective marketing. Those are the ingredients to creating a successful piece of marketing, whether that piece of marketing is created on the radio and it's audio or it's visual video or it is a postcard. It should address or have elements of those four things, but it should address all of them. I was reading recently that someone had updated the four P's because now we have a more empowered patient. We have a a more empowered consumer because we're in the information age. The four P's are from the 50s or 60s. This is some old, now this is not modern information. And it is true, the, the patient is much more empowered now and they, gain, they access information differently now and they process information differently now. And they updated it and he called it the three C's. I don't think it's particularly different, meaning that I think that it still addresses all of the same, uh, the same things as the four P's, but maybe they are presented in a little bit better way. So the first C is the cost to the consumer. We're in a consumer-driven market. You need to identify what the cost to the consumer is, that that's a critical part that he believes. Now he's placed price instead of being third on the ingredients list. He's moved it all the way up to the top. What is the value to the consumer? What is the cost to the consumer? He wants These are the things that, are, that he believes in drive the empowered patient or the empowered consumer and that the consumer is empowered with information and we are in the information age. So that you need to get the facts up front what does it cost? What is the value? Because cost is, you know, they're not always going to go for the lowest or cheapest cost, but they want to know what is the cost level, what is the cost range, and what is the value. Everybody wants good value. So it's a val- the empowered consumer is a value-driven consumer in this individual's opinion. The next is convenience, which that's why I keep mentioning location or the, the second most important P, place, when you're talking about the P's in relationship to chiropractic convenience is location now if this is a different if we were selling a different product or if there was no need for people to come to your location convenience could mean something else and different application these are principles these are principles that apply across the board to all things when you talk about convenience in terms of a chiropractic office where are you that's what makes it convenient is it convenient either going to or from work is it near home is it near work is it near somewhere where i go on a regular basis is it on the way to somewhere I go on a regular basis? Is it convenient for me to go to this location? How easy is it to get an appointment? What is the convenience factor? So you need to try and express that in your marketing. And the last is communication. How do you communicate? Which is the same thing of you know, the call to action. Call now. You know, how are you going to reply? What's the response? And you need to, what's, the, what's the means that we're going to communicate by? And I don't think it's a terrible idea to include text in your marketing if you take text messages or it's okay for people to text you you need to let people know that the phone numbers and voice calling seem to be diminishing quickly in all age groups so continue to let it so don't be don't hesitate to include that people can text you if in fact they can text you because they will and then some people may appreciate that maybe they can't talk at work maybe they can't make a phone call or receive a phone call but they can send a quick text message while they're working and they can receive a text message while they're working. So if it's most convenient for them to communicate with you that way, let them know. Express that in your marketing. What do you do? What do you offer? How can I take advantage of this offer? How can we communicate? How convenient is it? What's the cost to me? And cost isn't always money. Cost can mean, do I need to, right? There's a cost in having to go to the location. 
I have to, it's going to cost me time to go there. How long is it going to take? These are things that you could include in your marketing that would help someone make an informed decision. Now you can go different ways with your marketing. I tend to believe that the broadest net possible is the best net. If you can cast a broad as net as you can, I play the numbers game in that sense. I want the more people to see what I have. Let them let get my offer in front of as many people as possible and let them decide if they want to take advantage of it. Rather than limiting the number of people that I target my marketing at or towards. But you can target. And it, typically targeting is more expensive. It depends on what kind of marketing you're doing. Sometimes you can't necessarily target your audience very much. Sometimes you can highly target your audience. I don't believe that you should ever target your audience too much. I believe you should have as broad a net as possible. If you are going to target your audience, who is it that you want to target? You want to target the most influential decision maker and common patient or common consumer of your service. If you haven't done this research, I'm going to do it. I've already done it for you. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to target females more than males. So you limit. So if you're the most likely person to give a favorable response to your marketing, you're going to want to eliminate males. You're going to want to target females, but married females. That's how you will reach the males by targeting the married female. But essentially what you're trying to do is eliminate the single male. If, if at all possible, you will want a more educated target audience than a less educated target audience. And that's oftentimes college education, high school graduate or less. So you can do high school graduation or less, high school graduate or more, college level degree, professional degree, some college, right? There's different ways of breaking down education. The more education, the more likely they are to be a chiropractic patient. So I would say college and above. You also want to have, if you, income is, an off, is oftentimes a demographic factor that you can apply and target your audience. Obviously, you want to target people that have some type of disposable income. So the more income, the better. You can eliminate poor people. I don't wish to eliminate poor people. I wish to serve poor people. So I don't use any demographic. I want as many people out there to know that I have something to offer as possible. But if you want to target your marketing, this is who you would want to target. Homeowners rather than renters. And you'd want to target those with children or married. So cod college level or college educated female with a family that's married in a home and has above average income with some disposable income. If you sent out a hundred pieces of marketing to a hundred different individuals and you had no idea who those individuals are, you may get two or three responses. If you take the time or spend the money to target your audience and you send out a hundred pieces of marketing to a hundred individuals that meet a specific criteria, you may get four or six responses. But you will have spent far more money You'll have invested more time and money into that marketing. Is it better to focus your message to a smaller audience or broadcast your message to a larger audience? You're still playing a numbers game, but the stakes are a little bit higher. The more you target your audience, the higher the stakes because the more it's going to cost. It's not often that you'll be able to limit your audience and your demographics too much. Also, you only have a location. If you're going to do any limiting, you're going to limit the geographic location. So you have to be in a fairly large area to get to where it's a concern that there's too many people that you need to market to, you know, that your audience is too large. You're going to limit your size pretty significantly just by your geographic location. If you're in Seattle, there's no sense for you to do any marketing in Olympia or Tacoma. You're going to do your marketing in Seattle. And actually, the more densely populated the area that you are in, the narrower the area or radius around your office that you want to focus your marketing in. And it shouldn't matter 
in my opinion, it shouldn't matter if it's a male or a female or if they have a college education or not. It's just that they happen to be within that geographic location at some point in time. If they happen to see a sign or they happen to see a piece of marketing or ad for something in that area, or they live in that area, or they get mail at an address there, then it's bound to be convenient. And that's one of the pillars of marketing is convenience, remember? So the only targeting that I would suggest for an individual office would be geographic. But if you are if you want to, if you want to spend the money and you want to take a different approach in order to get a particular per type of person into your office for a particular reason, then the research shows that the best target consumer, the best target of your marketing would be a married female homeowner with an education and income. All marketing is an attempt to identify a problem and provide a solution. I'm not a big fan of the guy holding his back or the red back or the lightning bolts coming out of the spine, but it does identify the problem or identify a problem. You need to identify a problem in order to offer a solution. People spend money on solving problems. You have to meet a need. Most now services are considered intangible, but we provide a tangible service, if that makes any sense. But any intangible service may or may not be associated with a product. So don't concern yourself with marketing any products. You have to market your service. That service may result in the purchase of products, but it's not focused on the product. A thought that I had that chiropractic cannot be stored. It exists only at the moment it is created. But you are a service business, so you should do service marketing. You, if you're doing any research into marketing, you're doing any, if you're educating yourself on marketing, you're marketing a service. Don't waste your time worrying about how to market toothpaste or how to market products. You're marketing a service. You're marketing a business to consumer service. Even if you offer products and other things, that's how you have to market your office. Now, there's different types of marketing. I've been trying to focus on external marketing. And sometime in the future, we may talk about internal marketing. That falls more into practice management, referral generation, and other types and other things that you do on a more regular basis. That may not be what I would consider the business directly marketing to consumers, but then also referral generation. And really, chiropractic offices boil down to internal marketing. You have to do some external marketing initially in order to build up your patient base. But once you get to a certain point, there's very little need to do any marketing, external marketing, especially if you are particularly effective or at least aware of internal marketing. But internal marketing becomes more practice management. So we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk, we're going to focus, this has all been focused on external marketing and to some degree, interactive marketing or social media marketing. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in social media marketing, Facebook ads, Google ads, any of that nonsense. I have my opinions. I'll share them. But only the principles that I talk about, you can apply to any kind of marketing, even interactive marketing or social media marketing. But be aware there are limitations to digital marketing considering the fact that you are a physical business, a brick and mortar business within a community that serves people in a very small region. Red Lobster has a great example of marketing that's out right now. I'm sure if you interact with any kind of active display or with media of any kind, you've heard about their most recent campaign. You can get endless shrimp now any way you want it at Red Lobster. You can get endless shrimp any way you want it right now at Red Lobster. It's a perfect piece of marketing. They have an offer. They identify a need. They identify a solution. They have a sense of urgency. They identify where you can get it, how you can take part in it. Quick, fast, to the point. Because it's a location-driven service, you have to go to Red Lobster in order to get endless shrimp. 
you have to go now because this is for a limited time where you can get endless shrimp. It's convenient in that there's many locations. There's lots of different red lobsters all across the country. You're building value because it's an endless supply, so it must be a good value. So you can piggyback on the popularity of a location such as Red Lobster. If you're near a Red Lobster, next to a Red Lobster, especially at these times when there are massive marketing pushes by Red Lobster, it would be intelligent for you in your marketing dollar to mention that you're near the Red Lobster. You'll automatically tag along with the message of the Red Lobster. It's a, I don't want to call this a principle of marketing, but it's an obvious strategy in order to maximize your investment, tag on to other big dollar investments. That's why Starbucks is always a good location. If you can be near a Starbucks, across the street from a Starbucks, that was, I heard that a lot from a number of different people. If you're going to go open up a strip mall or a mini mall office, if you're going to have a high dollar commercial location, make sure you're near a Starbucks because they've already done all the research. They already know where the best locations are in town, future growth. They've invested a tremendous amount of money researching the locations that they have and they invest a lot of money into those locations and they market those locations. You can take advantage of that marketing just by being in proximity to the Starbucks. This is often why you will see Home Depot and Lowe's right next to each other. They're not particularly fond of that concept, but they maximize their investment in marketing by piggybacking with each other. Who's getting the benefit? Both are sharing the benefit. They're synergizing their marketing efforts by driving people to that location for a particular need, but they're separate companies. You'll notice that there are other relationships such as great clips and grocery stores or banks and grocery stores or types of food and malls and shopping centers, P.F. Chang's, right? Like There's these relationships where they know that it's location-driven and the strategic relationships. You don't necessarily need to form a strategic relationship in order to realize that if you are near a Red Lobster and they're spending millions of dollars, if not more, tens of millions of dollars, and informing the people and trying to get people to come to their location and your next door, that it's in your best interest to mention Red Lobster in your marketing, to form that association between you and your most your powerful ally, your neighbor, that spends lots of money to get people to come to that location, to see your sign, to promote your location. But this piece of marketing by Red Lobster is a good demonstration of a lot of the principles we've talked about. It doesn't matter what format you see this advertisement in. It's brief, it's simple, and it does all of the things that you need to do. And they do it beautifully in a very few number of words. You can see how they identify the need, which is food. Everybody needs food. So they're shrimp, right? So it's regardless if you're hearing it, reading it, seeing it, shrimp is identifying the fact that they're offering you food. They're building value in that they're offering an endless amount of it, an unlimited supply, all you can eat. They're not cheapening it by saying all you can eat like a buffet, like so, right? But they're saying an endless of supply, endless shrimp, any way you want it, convenience. And it answers a question, well, what kind of shrimp? Uh, any kind of shrimp. Oh, sense of urgency, a call to action, now. That's why you see the word now a lot in marketing, and I, I use it a lot. But there's other ways of building a sense of urgency other than the word now. But it works. It resonates. And that's why it persists through so many different types of marketing. The point is that this is a great example of a piece of marketing. It's a sentence. It's very well crafted. They eliminated words. They kept it very simple, very direct, very brief. They met all the objectives. They made an offer. They identified a need. They they created a sense of urgency. They identified who they are. You know how to take advantage of it all within a sentence. And you can do the same thing. 
I find it funny sometimes when I see these ads in various forms that are quite long, these long letters or paragraph of information, or it's like you tried to see how much information you could fit into the area. It's not an effective means of marketing. Short, brief, to the point, simple, easy to read. I always use extra large fonts. That always helps people, makes it easy to read, easy to understand. You don't want to waste their time. You don't want to waste your time. So you have to be direct in order to create an effective marketing or an effective in order to create an effective piece of marketing, regardless of what medium you may be, you may be using, regardless of the format or the shape or the style. These principles apply to everything. Even if you Wikipedia marketing, the four P's are one of the things that they list right off the bat because it's these are the, the pillars. These are the principles. This is what makes something marketing. And it's very easy to make mistakes. It's very easy to overcomplicate things. It's very easy to leave things out. It's very easy to use words that don't speak to the general public. And that's another easy way to target the small percentage of people that seek chiropractic care rather than the larger percentage of people that do not seek chiropractic care or have not sought chiropractic care in a very long time. And that's to use terms or messaging that speak to that audience. All right, I just got today's dynamic chiropractic, and I thought I would go through it and share my thoughts, but also trying to stay on theme with the marketing. Obviously, they do plenty of it in dynamic chiropractic. The chiropractic news source, uh, I don't know about that. So we talked about the Z of marketing. I know some of us here is an ad for NCMIC. Uh, right across the top, they have big, little, bold headline. They put their artwork in the middle left, and then it draws your eye from left to right with their contact information. So they follow that Z of display advertising or display marketing. Another foot levelers. Now, this is like the third or fourth ad for foot levelers in here already. But again, they kind of follow the very same simple structure across the top, proven. Then you come back across the middle from right to left. You got the content, the, the cream of their ad. And then from left to right across the bottom, you've got their contact information and their logo. Right next to it, another full page ad, huge ad for pillows. And again, big, you identifies them right off the top, customizable pillow, right? So we know that it's a big pillow ad. Come back across. Now, they, again, they went to column so they can get more content in the center and the cream of the ad. Left to right, it's pillow for health how you can contact them on the bottom of the ad with the cream of the ad between the two layers of headline and, con and contact information, identifying information that goes across the bottom is the cream or the guts of their ad, which apparently is some kind of, it's a pillow you can stuff yourself. And that's what it looks like. It's, it says uh, you get steps one through four or unzip, untie, add or remove filling, and then tuck and rezip. So it's a pillow that you can put stuffing in or take stuffing out. I thought you could do that with any pillow, but that's customizable. They're selling that as customizable. Maybe it's a good filling. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a, they're saying this is a adaptive support technology. Yeah, of course. This is ridiculous. Uh, but this is what, pe this is how far gone the chiropractic profession is. They're trying to sell you pillows where you can take or add or, with a zipper on it. And this is a, a technology where you can add and remove stuffing from a pillow. All right, again, we've got uh, another ad here. Uh, this is online Cairo across the top. They don't do a very good ad. It looks like somebody sitting at a computer. Attract new patients and grow your patients. So they put this big picture up top of somebody looking at a computer. Uh, they really should have put attract new patients and grow your patients up higher so you would know what it was about. 
And then again, across the bottom, visit your dcpractice.com call. It's their contact information call. Click today. What's interesting is that this appears that it's actually a, I'm not sure if they're using the style of a computer interface or if this is actually like a print of a computer interface, if they use this ad in multiple formats, and one, and including digital, and that some of these icons would actually be functional because then the caller click today makes a lot more sense because you, then you would be able to click on these things. So don't be lazy. Don't do that. If you're going to create a piece of marketing, it does make sense to use very similar ads in similar formats, but edit it and customize it to the audience. Don't use your internet ad in print media. Make it have a print media ad for print media and have an online ad for online. This one has an unhappy gingerbread man then a happy gingerbread man. Get your practice in shape for weight loss season. Oh, it's a chubby it's a chubby one too and then a not so chubby one. So it's some uh, weight loss program. They try to convey that with a chubby cookie next to a thin cookie across the top following the Z of marketing. That's their headline. That's what they went with was hot because they're trying to, I guess, embrace the holiday season and when the food that you typically eat with the holiday season that you could lose weight this holiday season rather than gain weight this holiday season. Uh, so I guess the cookies actually do a pretty good job if that's what they're doing. And then across the bottom is, of course, contact information, their logo, their phone number, their website. And then in the middle is their content. Now we've got the ortho group. They really follow it nicely. They really go all out on following the Z group. Ortho group identifies themselves right across the top. Come back across the bottom left to right. That's actually where they completely leave a section of the ad empty. Uh, open your account today with their phone number uh, in the bottom left-hand corner. And then the bottom right-hand corner and then also places where you can get is has no contact no content at all. So they're isolating the bottom left-hand corner with their phone number. So that's I know exactly how to get a hold of them. So they go from top center to bottom left-hand corner, isolate. And then if you want to come back, it has eight, they put in some other key words. It's actually a well-designed ad. And if you have any interest in orthotics, I think they did a fairly good job in designing this ad anyway. I notice they use a measurable outcome. They have a promo code that they use so they can actually measure the effectiveness of this ad with the promo code and the offer that they're making. They're making an offer. They're trying to build a sense of urgency with the 99 days. The longer, the sooner you take advantage of it, the more you'll be able to take advantage of their $99 offer. I don't know if that's a good deal or not. Uh, I don't know anything about this company, but they did design a fairly decent ad. So you have to give them credit for that. Cairo Flow follows a very similar format. Buy six, get one free. Makes an offer right on the top after they identify themselves. Sale ends December 23rd. Trying to build a sense of urgency. Order now. But see, with that one thing they don't do, they don't tell you how to order now. There's not a phone number in this ad. See, that's why you always have to be closing. They violated ABC. They viol- They did. They make an offer, but there's no way that doesn't tell. They don't tell me how to actually take advantage of it. Order now, and you'll get a free Cairo pillow ship now and get a free color holiday display guaranteed success act you know act soon sale ends December 23rd they did a fairly good job but they left out any there's there's no website here that I see there's no phone number what kind of horrible and someone they paid money they paid good money to have that ad put in there and they're promoting a sale but somebody forgot to put the phone number in the ad or an email address or a website or something you think I'm going to go try and find you? The only time that, and actually the only time they mention the name of the company, it's not particularly well done. It's in white font on a fairly light background uh, that's being shaded from a, 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 a coffee to a pale beige of some sort. So, I mean, you can see it, but it's 
it's somewhat faded. It's a it's white lettering on a pale background. It's not like it's on a black background. The rest of the font is black. The rest of the font is dark. And that's the only time they even mention the name of the company. So I would have to go Google the name of this company and get more information in order to figure out what, because is buy six, get one free, even a good deal with the display box? I don't know. I don't sell pillows. I'm not a pillow salesperson. I'm a chiropractor. But that's a, a ba- that's that's why you have to, that's how easy it is. That went through proofreading. That went through uh multiple people they didn't even, they didn't reach out to their customer and, and they suggest that they include contact information and then whoever created it was so proud of whatever they were creating they completely lost focus on the fact that they did not include any contact information in their ad there's no means to make a sale from that ad it cannot it, it cannot work by the time i go do anything i'm i'm going to forget the name of whatever that pillow company is low cost radiology service right across the top i know exactly what they are it's a radiology service and it's cheap and then it's right across the top come back go over an image bottom left advanced radiology services identify themselves picture perfect then they go back to the cream no cost to the doctor we pay for shipping professional handwritten reports or professional written reports Protect yourself in clinic against malpractice. Digital and plain, fi- plain film x-ray reading. Radiologist is available to answer your questions. That's a hell of an ad. Call today for a free startup kit. There you go. It's an offer. Call today. Sense of urgency. Cost. Startup kit. Starter kit. I don't know. That's a, that's a really nice ad. They did a really good job. Craig B. Church. P as in Paul. Craig P. Church. DC. Dakbar. Chiropractic radiologist. He did a very good job designing that ad, making an offer, providing you got you can call him, you can get his website, you got two different ways you can get a hold you can reach. He prefer that you call today for your free starter kit. He did a really nice job there. And it is fairly simple. It's not a complicated process. But even as simple as it is, here are professionals spending money in marketing in this in this publication that are making mistakes. So don't you know stick to the very simple rules and yeah, you'll be fine. And that will create a steady flow of new patients. Any marketing will. But then, this, then that quickly will become a thing of the past. You will not need to market for a very long time because your patients will become the single largest source of patients. And you'll have enough patients where you don't need to have any more patients. You can only work so many hours per day and so many days per week. You can only see so many people. When you have find a good ad, keep using it. Keep improving it. That's the secret to any type of marketing. Find something that works. Keep doing it and improving upon what works. Different things will work for different people in different areas, different locations. Everybody's going to be a little different. The only experimentation you have is finding out what works for you. Start with an open mind. Try as many different platforms as you can. Try as many different medias as you can. You're going to have to invest the most money up front. Learn about what worked. Try to do what worked again. And that, how do you know what worked? Ask people, how did you hear about us? How did you get my phone number? What brought you in? That's how you're going to find out what works. In terms of external marketing, this has nothing to do with internal marketing. Internal mark. once you get people coming in the door, that's when you start your internal marketing. But right now we're focused on external marketing. This is what the new chiropractor has to do out of school. This is what you have to do to establish a new office or a new location. You have to let people know that you're there. And the location itself is the most important part of any type of marketing. In order to get the best benefit for your marketing dollar, you'll have to speak to the largest possible audience, which has never been to a chiropractor before or has not been to a chiropractor in a very long time. You're going to do that with as broad a net as possible. You're going to identify yourself. You're going to make an offer. You're always going to be closing, meaning you're going to give them a means in order to take advantage of the offer by either going to a website or calling. I would imagine with a chiropractic office, it's going to be calling to make an appointment. So call now, call today, schedule now, 
first 200 people only mention this ad. And I'm not even a pain guy, but I understand why pain is the most obvious mechanism for marketing. Everyone has an inspiration to come into your office. The vast majority of the time, what inspires them to come into your office is pain or a complaint of some sort. They have some problem they want you to solve. That's why they're there. If everything's perfect and happy and hunky-dory, they're not seeking care. They're not spending money on health care. They're spending money on something else. And they're spending their time doing something else. That's just the fact of life. Thank you very much for listening. I love and appreciate all of you. If you have any feedback you'd like to share with us, get involved on facebook.com slash Union. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. Or if you like, you can also email me, Union at gmail.com. Thank you very much. I love and appreciate all of you. Adio.